Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. He is an online marketer and entrepreneur who loves helping others achieve their dreams. He has been in online marketing and advertising for over five years with a focus on lead generation, content creation, and optimization, and PPC management. He has generated over $10 million in revenue for businesses. So let's welcome Ahmad Green. How are you doing today, Ahmad? Doing great. Thank you. So nice to um, come by and stop by. That's great to have you on the show. So I'd like to get started by asking, how did you, please share your story. How did you uh, wind up becoming an entrepreneur? Sure. So um, you want the long version or you want the short version? <laughs> you give us a long version. I'm sure people like to know the whole story. For sure. So, all right, well, cool. So around three years old, my grandpa passed away. All right. And around that time and a little bit after that, I started to learn more about my granddad. I, I have a lot of memories with him, but he also was an entrepreneur. Um, he also was an entrepreneur in Savannah, Georgia, the hometown where I come from, where he actually was having a, a restaurant for over 40 plus years, um, even throughout the Jim Crow era in the United States. So hearing all these different stories about my grandpa and just, you know, how, how much a good of a connection that we had as I was even younger, I just really wanted to continue on that legacy. And I remember when I was about six or seven years old, I was sit, sitting in church and I saw this red Bible. I like to just pick stuff up and read. And I've, I've been reading since a very young age. So I picked the Bible up. And one thing I read in Proverbs was a good man stores up an inheritance for his children's children. And I was like, man, so immediately I'm thinking about my grandpa, you know, and I'm thinking about how can I also continue that legacy? Because there were some things that I I missed out on, I felt like, which was that I didn't get to see his restaurant. I didn't get to see him actually actively um, doing entrepreneurial work or even as I'm growing up and I'm older now becoming an entrepreneur, I didn't get the chance to like, hey, grandpa, like, how do I do this? How do I do that? And so short version, um, lo and behold, now I have been able to start a coaching program where I can help other entrepreneurs be able to get to a million dollars per year, just like I always wanted somebody else, just like my grandpa to be able to show me the way and show me the right things to do. And so I started a, a clothing line in, in uh, college, actually. And one thing that I found that has actually propelled me to here to be able to make that $10 million in revenue for other businesses was that my store, my online store sucked. <laughs> it was horrible. I couldn't get any conversions. I couldn't get anybody to the page. And that business basically went down. I, it got administratively dissolved. But the one thing that I learned throughout that, one, you can learn a lot from failure. But I learned that, all right, I need to figure out how do I get traffic to my page to whatever, anything that I'm doing. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wasn't going to let that stop me. But I wanted to figure out what is the biggest skill that I needed to figure out, which was sales and marketing and advertising online. And so that's where I am now being able to teach other entrepreneurs, what, how, how do you get traffic? What's the right funnel to create? What's the right process that you need to be able to take people through and how you put all of those things together for your specific um, business? 
All right, so that's some very good stuff there. So I, I love the story you shared about your grandpa. He died when you were very young. He was an entrepreneur in Savannah, ran a restaurant for over 40 years, in, including during their difficult Jim Crow times. And um, obviously learned a lot from him. And and, and 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 it's sad, though, that, you know, he, he didn't live long enough so he could share his more of his experience with you and help, you know, guide and coach you, which is what you're doing now with other people. And you're teaching people how to do over a million dollars in business. And I like the... The quote from Proverbs about a good man stores up inheritance for his children's children. And I think you heard that in church. And that really hits you because that automatically made you think of your grandfather. And a lot of entrepreneurs have used the book of Proverbs to become successful. Um, one guy, yeah. Stephen Scott, um, he was struggling for many years. And then one of his friends challenged him to read it. Read one chapter a day of Proverbs because they're 31 chapters yep. for two years, and he did it. It's full life change. And one of my mentors, uh, the late Mark Coberson, also was uh, taught a lot of wisdom uh, from from Solomon. He used a lot from Solomon's wisdom from the Book of Proverbs. So, it, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business, have used the wisdom of Proverbs. So, uh, and I'm sure which is talk, profound. It is. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of yeah. great wisdom there. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, um, funny enough, uh, you said something in there that was pretty cool. A teacher of mine in um, uh, when I went to high school, I was in uh, a school called Bible Baptist. So I was in a private Christian school. And one of my teachers, um, Mrs. Boatwright, there was two Mrs. Boatwrights, but the second Ms. Boatwright, she said she would read a Proverbs a day. And it was easy to do that because say it's 31 Proverbs. So then you could easily go by the day because most months either have up to 31 days. So like on today, like it's the 19th, you can read the 19th Proverbs. But another thing that's cool about Solomon's teaching is what I also help people do is how to get a bag, uh, which is getting a bag is a, is a very um, uh, a very cool term nowadays, is, uh, especially people around my age. We talk about you know how to get a bag and getting a bag and securing a bag and don't fumble the bag and all that different stuff. And I found it super cool that in the Bible, it shows you how to get a bag. And Solomon told us, and it's actually in Ecclesiastes. Would you like for me to share that one with you? Definitely. For sure. So Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1, it says, um, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but send your grain across the, uh, overseas, and in a few days, it will return. Uh, I think that's the King James Version, but what you'll see in different versions in the more modernized English, you'll see that um, some even say, send your bread across the river and a few days profit will return. So isn't that amazing? Let's mm -hmm. just break that down for a minute. And then even think about all the way back to what it said about grain. For you to have, for it to, for, let's start with grain, the part where it says grain. Grain comes from something. It comes from a seed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you go to Genesis 128, when it says, and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful. To, so God bless him. He put a seed inside of each and every one of us, and he gives us the ability to be able to produce. Right. So then if you have a grain, it came from something that seed. So think about anything that you have in your life, any talent, any gift, any small. And sometimes it's the smallest of things, but that can be that product that you need to be able to create. Watch. And then it said, send it across a stream or send it across a river. Now that means create a stream of income. Super amazing. Get a product, create a stream of income. No, I like that. You know, and that's the thing. You can apply a lot of the ancient wisdom to today. In fact, uh, the mentor I mentioned to you earlier, Mark Overson, he had a product called Solomon CEO, 
because he used that. Mm -hmm. He used all, mostly from Proverbs, but he also used some from Ecclesiastes. And, and, and Solomon was, I think, the richest man that ever lived. I think they estimate his net worth today would have been like, like 500 billion, something like that. And, and mm -hmm. he would do similar stuff to what you just did, applying the wisdom from yesterday to today, whether it's you know, getting more income, getting more business, getting more affiliates, whatever. They, he would use that in all the different teams. He would take some of those uh, quotes and he would apply it. You know, And he would say, he would talk about what it meant back then. And then he would teach you how to apply it today, which is what you just did right now. So you apply mm -hmm. the Ecclesiastes to getting more streams of income today. So it, there's a lot of great wisdom in the Bible. So a lot of people are not aware of that. And, and you talked about the seed from Genesis 128. I mean, in the gospel, you, talk, you hear a lot about reaping and sowing, scattering seed. So um, a lot of people have used th that seed mm -hmm. and reaping sown for building up your business and 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 and. The, and a lot of, you know, you talk to more people, like, you know, maybe you're recruiting, you know, maybe say, for example, network marketing, you'll recruit, you have to talk. Mm -hmm. Some people will, re you know, the thing is, you, if you don't talk to people, you won't grow your business, but you talk, some will reap a lot, some will reap a little, but you, it's, mm -hmm. you, it's not in your control. It's all you could do is, you know, scatter, talk to the people and it'll, everything will take care of itself. But if you don't do anything, if you don't throw the seed out, nothing's going to happen. So you got you got to take action on it. So no, definitely a lot of good wisdom. And I like the fact you shared about your clothing line in cost. You know, you had, you had an online store. It really wasn't good at all. It eventually went mm -hmm. down. But you know what? You mentioned something important. You learn from your failures. And, and oh, yeah. a lot of people are afraid to take chances because they're afraid they're going to fail. That's all right. As long as you can learn from your failures, you learn from your mistakes, you figure out how can I do this better. If you don't try anything, you're never going to get there. You're never going to improve. So you you have exactly. to take chances. You have to take certain risks. Uh, you, you take calculators, but you're going to fail sometimes. But as long as you learn, you get the feeling saying, how can I improve this? And that is something you're able to because you, you figured, how do I get leads? How do I get, how do I market? How do I get more sales? And um, that's eventually what it led to. So you might talk a little bit more about what you learned from that experience and how you learned to get more leads for people's business, how to get, Gener you know, use marketing to get more leads and get more sales. For sure. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really good question. So one of the things um, that I realized, so one thing that I did do well, I and mean, actually you could adapt this to the online world, was that I went to somebody invited me to an event one time while I had the, the clothing line. And and so I'm at the event. I have my stuff up there. I'm not really getting much sales at the beginning of the actual event. And then they were like, hey, there's, there's going to be a portion where the entrepreneurs here can actually come on stage and talk about, you know, give a few words or, or whatever. So I was like, OK, cool. So I'll just tell people, you know, about the idea and the design because it was uh, it was very over the over the head type of like design and name and all the different stuff. So what was cool was I got on stage and I told them about, you know, my favorite scripture, which is Matthew 25, 14 through 30 and where I got the inspiration for the clothing line from all that different stuff and breaking it down. And then lo and behold, after, um, after I get done with that, the people come out, like I had, I started getting sales, which was really cool. I was so excited. Um, but what happened after that was uh, one of the first things that I did, and I wish I knew this before was I wish I knew more about print on demand first. And because uh, so what I did was I found a actually a, a screen printer inside in Savannah who would print the shirts for me for five bucks. Um, label, print on design, print on the front, print on the back, $5 in, I was going to sell it for 20. I was like, okay, this is great. Or 1999 or however much it was. 
So I bought up five, I think I bought like 500, I had different designs, but I had about 500 total shirts to start with. Um, I did not sell all of them, <laughs> but um, what I did, I sold some at that event, but then I wanted to also be able to ship it out easily to people and, you know, make my website, get everything, get models and different stuff to come promote it and stuff like that. But the thing that I was lacking in was actually having that content strategy to be able to consistently actually tell the story more of what was behind it, show other people inside, show more of other people loving the designs and loving the shirts, and then more consistently actually figuring out how do I get people to my page. So after that, I started realizing like it was taking a lot to kind of figure out like what to do. So I remember at the time I had a Facebook page for it and I was my biggest concern at the time was getting more people to the Facebook page, which is probably the worst thing that <laughs> I could have done. But I learned and I learned that trying to get people to your Facebook page isn't that great, but try to get people to your actual website to a high convert and landing page is a thing that works the best. And I learned that from another stop and actually different jobs where I worked at, where I was actually running their, their lead generation, running their actual um, advertising campaigns. And so back to the clothing line, when I started looking at the the Facebook, the Facebook ad, I boosted some posts. I wouldn't suggest anybody to boost posts unless that's your objective. My uh, what you have to do when, when it comes to making any type of advertising campaign, especially online, you need to know exactly, you need to have one objective, you need to have one clear offer, and you need to have one clear call to action. Once you have those three things, you can have a really powerful advertising campaign. Have a really great um, objective have a really awesome irresistible offer and have one really cool and great call to action. And so lo and behold, my test didn't work with getting people to the Facebook page that would actually get them to buy. Cause here's the other thing too. I wanted people to buy, but I was sending them to my Facebook page. And the biggest thing you have to do back to that one objective, if my main objective is to get people to buy, I need to get them in a buying environment, not to just my Facebook page to look at different pictures and stuff like that especially when it comes to advertising campaigns, you need to get them directly to what you want them to do. That is more helpful um, and it helps you craft a better strategy, right? So if you look through your data and you're saying, and you're seeing that like, okay, people who get to my Facebook page about 1%, also know your numbers, know your numbers and know your percentages. If 1% of people who make it to my Facebook page actually make it to my website, that means I have to drive a lot of traffic to my Facebook page just to get somebody to my website. But if I run an ad and my I have a 3% click-through rate and I'm getting 3% of those people to the web to, to my web to my landing page, then maybe I should do more of that instead of the other thing. Looking at your data, looking at your numbers actually helps you make better decisions when it comes to creating your campaigns and being able to create a strategy and a game plan for your business that's actually going to help you succeed. No, I think that's some really good stuff you just shared there. Number one, know your numbers. A lot of people yeah. don't. What gets measured gets managed. If you don't know your numbers, yeah, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. You have no idea if you're doing well or not. You have no idea how you can improve things. But like you said, if you have 1% of people going to your Facebook page, they go to your website from it. And 3% are going to click through um, are going to your website. Yeah, go with the 3%. You're getting three times the return. So you should be focusing more of your resources there. But if you don't look at those numbers, you don't know. Maybe you're thinking, maybe I should give equal amounts to both, and that you're going to lose a lot of money in, 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 
doing that and you won't make as much. So that's why it's very important. Sure. Know all your numbers. And, and I, I don't think you can stress that enough. And a lot of people yeah. that don't succeed is because they don't know their numbers. They don't focus. Like you got to know as much as possible. And, you know, I, I like the fact you, sh you know, you shared your story. Uh, you know, you went up and, and you learn from going on stage and, you know, sharing, uh, you know, about your, about your stuff. And, but you realize you didn't have your constant strategy or, or your story. So you, there's a stuff you learned about how to get people to your page, to your website. And you realize it was better to get people to the website than to your Facebook page. A lot of people were about, you got to get sure. people in the buying mode. And here's another thing. Um, would you agree? A lot of people, um, I think too many marketers try to focus solely on logic and you really don't get through to people focusing a lot because yeah. we are emotional creatures. So, and I think when you bring up stories, when you share a story that people can relate to, it can really get to their heart. It can really, you know, make them feel they can, they, they can relate to you. And when you can do something like that, they're much more likely to buy. So you might talk a little bit more about that because I, I, because you brought up stories and having people connect with you because I think that helps people buy more for you and, 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 and talk about why that's much better than trying to focus only on logic because that only works if you miss a spot from Star Trek, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the biggest thing you want to do, you definitely want to switch to, you one, you need to know where your buyers are. Because if you know where your buyers are in the buying process, you can appeal to them where they are. Some stages of the, of the buying process, you need to have a little bit more emotion tied into your actual offer or tied into your ad campaign or tied into your landing page. Because people, maybe they don't know you, maybe they don't like you, maybe they don't trust you. That is one of the core things. When I started to realize that, that is one of the biggest things to be able to actually really pull back and increase the amount of conversions and increase your return on ad spending and your return on investment when you're able to get people to know, like, and trust you. I remember I had a client and recently, and what was so interesting and something that I wanted to teach her as well was that she was actually going around the Facebook groups, just like posting a link, posting a link. And like, it was like an affiliate link to like some crypto thing or whatever it was, but it was just like, she would just add it as a comment. She was like, Hey, please help me with like my market. I'm not understanding like why people aren't like, I have a really great offer. I'm not understanding why people are actually like um, diving into this because this is like really great. And I was illuminating to her, like, nobody's going like, no, that's spam. That's spammy. Nobody's going to buy from somebody. Most people don't only buy from people they know, like, and trust. Let's think about it from a macro level. Jordan. I used to work in um, Champ Sports in college. And this was one of the greatest entrepreneur grant breaking grounds because one of the best days to work was on Saturday morning. What happens on Saturday morning in the sneaker community? New pair of Jordans come out, most likely, right? When people came into the actual facility of the Champ Sports, they knew exactly what they wanted. They knew exactly what size and they knew exactly that, like they didn't need anything else from me. I didn't have to I didn't have to convince them into doing anything. I just needed to go get the stuff that they wanted. Right. And so why is that important? It's like, well, you know, as a small business owner or like medium size or whatever, like I don't have a brand like Jordan. It doesn't matter. This same principle applies. You need to be able to have a great story. That's what happens above above that. You need to have be a figure that people know, like and trust. People know, like and trust Jordan, at least enough to buy his shoes. Right. 
And as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as an agency owner, and especially in today's age, especially in when you're in an environment where the economy globally is looking very, very differently and you're seeing different recessions and stuff like that, people want to know if I give you my money, especially online, if I give you my money, will I have a great return? If you don't have a great brand or especially when, and here's the thing about branding, branding isn't just fancy colors. Branding is your reputation. Branding is actually, do you have a great product? Do you have a great service? And if you need to, if you want to get people in through the door and they don't necessarily know you or like you or trust you, you need to be able to showcase that in a really good way. So one, you could do that through stories, being able to relate to people. What is something um, that they can learn? What is and how can they get to like you? How can they get to trust you? That's spending more time with you. So creating more videos, creating more um, edu- edutainment or educational content that they can consume, um, being able to be in different places and different platforms and being able to come to people in their community and provide value. And one of the greatest things, um, I was reading a, a book uh, by Daniel Priestley, uh, it's oversubscribed. One of the things that he said, and I'm gonna tie this to, to biblically, he said, there's no scarcity in the world for people who share abundantly. If you want people to know, like, and trust you, share, share abundantly. And we could take that back to the word where it says, give and it shall be given unto you, right? If you become a giver, if you become a person of value, if you bring out so much value, bring out so much content, just like we're doing here on this podcast, asking me questions, I'm giving you as much value, as much as I know as possible. And now it just seems like, you know, people will then, all right, I know who this person is. He sounds very knowledgeable. He has a really great story I can connect to, I can relate to. And then it starts to build a level of trust because, hey, I'm giving you this information freely because, you know, I just want other people to succeed just like I wanted myself to succeed. And I'm pretty sure my grandpa would have wanted me to succeed as well. No, you definitely share some really good stuff there. Um, you know, you got to know where your buyers are and yeah, they got to get to know. You got to know, like, and trust. You share that example of that woman that was spamming her links all over the place and that gets you nowhere. <laughs> and and exactly. what people have to understand, think of it this way. If a man goes up to a woman he just met a minute ago and he asks her, will you marry me? She's not going to say yes. She's going to say nah. no because she doesn't know the guy. It takes some time. So people need to get to know it. They need to know, like, yeah. and the more... Uh, they feel they they know you the more they they can trust you the more value like you say you share with them then the more likely they are to buy from you but they got to get to know you first it takes a while to develop a relationship uh, relations are crucial in, in in this business and you mentioned the jordans people come into the store saturday mornings at champ sports they they know what they want they know jordan's a good brand and they're ready to buy it because they know liking for jordan and, and you got to do that. You know, we talked about branding, you, you know, you have a reputation, you have a good product, you have a great service. You know, people need to know, know that it, because here's the thing, there's a saying, no one, they don't, people don't care about how much, you know, so they know how much you care. If they say yeah. that you care about them, that you're different and you want to help them, you want to serve them. That's going to make a big difference. Uh, 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 you mentioned a book, which I'm going to get to in a second, uh, oversubscribed. I, I want to talk about the book, how to win friends and influence people by, you know, uh, yeah. Dale Carnegie, great book. And one of the great things it talks about, it talks about focusing on the other person, listening to them, learn as much as you can about them, make them like you. Uh, and, yeah. and, 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 and I think the more, the more you listen to people, the better you do, the more you sell, the more you talk, if you're doing 90% of the talking and 10% of the listening, you're going to make a few sales, but if you're doing 
10% of the talking, 90% of the listening, you're going to make a whole exactly. lot more sales because people want to feel heard. They want to feel like, oh, this person understands me. And you mentioned real quick. And my Chris, friend, you do that well. And you do that really well. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> thank you. I, I can't that. even remember half of the stuff I just said. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the book the, by Daniel Priestley, Oversubscribe. And you talk, and I, I'm taking this a little bit out of context, but the gist of it is, um, you know, there is scarcity. There is no scarcity for those who give back, who, who share more. And, and basically, the gist of it is, if you have an abundance mindset, the more that you share, the more value you give, the more you're you're just you know sharing as much of uh, as much of yourself as possible. The more people are gonna know, like, and trust you. The more they're gonna you know, say, "Man, this person has a ton of value to give me. I I want to you know do business with this person. I want to buy from this person." Now there are other people who are on the other side. They have a lack mentality, and they're afraid. They mm-hmm. hoard in all their knowledge. They're afraid if they give too much free, they won't they won't make it. People won't buy from it. But what tends to happen is the exact opposite because they're hoarding yep. in all the value. They're not getting the people to know, like, and trust them, and they lose out on a lot of business. So, um, and you said this is also very biblical. The more of an abundance mindset you have, the more you want to share and just say, I'm going to give everything of myself to people. And, you know, people are going to start reaching out and say, man, this guy is amazing. I think this person can help me. Let me reach out. So let me message him. Let me call him. And um, there's a, one more book I want to mention because you were talking about giving. It's it's called The Go-Giver. It's by yep. uh, two guys. You know, they a great book by John David. I got Mann. all these books you just mentioned, too. It's pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. Isn't it John David Mann and Bob Berg? And, and you know, I interviewed Bob Berg uh, a while ago, and he says, oh, it's cool. okay to be a go-giver. That's fine. But it's not enough. You also have to be a go-giver. So in addition to being a go-giver, you have to give. The more you give, the more you serve people, the more successful you will be, the more money you'll make. And, and it's a great story that uh, that they tell in that book. So that's awesome. You know, we we, 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 we have a lot of the same books in common. So, you know, you know mm-hmm. this is some really awesome stuff here. So, um, you know, are there any other pieces of advice that you want to, you know, for example, people coming up to you, number one, you, they have to know the numbers. But I'm sure you probably have some, you know, uh, uh, sole proprietors, entrepreneurs saying, you know what, um, uh, you know, obviously you know how to help them make money, but you know, maybe some people are afraid to uh, invest money with you because you know, because they've been burned, they've been in business for a year or two, and you know, they're not making money, they've lost money, or maybe you know, they tried, you know, maybe for, you mentioned Facebook, maybe they tried Facebook ads, for example, or or Bing ads, and you know, they lost money on running ads, so. What would you mm-hmm. tell them when they're coming to you saying, you know, you know, I'm, I'm interested in investing in you, but, you know, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's actually. And one, the first thing I tell them is like, hey, that's natural. And and I repeat, but like, hey, I get it. Like you're concerned, like, I, you know, in a certain space, I will be, too, especially if you're an entrepreneur who's just starting out and like you're having those conversations with people and they're like, hey, I want to work with you, but like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about this or either they don't even say it because I've, I've hopped in on sales calls before. And the initial thing is you can see that they have uncertainty. And usually all it is is uncertainty. There's some level of no lack of trust that you don't have or either they not they aren't sure about the process. So I freely share with them the process and everything that, that goes along with it, with working with me and working with our company. Um, but the other thing about it too, is that I think one thing that I, I really like that you say, you say invest. One thing that I try to help people with and help people with understanding is let's, I like to really dive deep into like definitions uh, just because when you dive into actually the definition, you can actually figure out 
the intention behind everything. Like when people hop in, it's like, mm, I don't like that price. Uh, this costs too much or it's expensive. You have to look at those words. And like you were saying earlier, price and cost, when you look at the def by definition and you read it, it actually gives you this lack type of mindset. But when you look at the definition of invest, it actually is you're paying with an expectation of profit to return. So what I try to do is, you know, say somebody may want to may want to hop into one of our programs and maybe it's $10,000, right? I don't just leave with like, hey, it's $10,000, but I do help them understand that we're going to help you get to a million dollars per year. Now, a million dollars per year, if I could get you to that, you know, what you say that's about worth about $100,000, there's about 10% of that. And it's not even, it's not even half, it's just about 10%, you know? And when you think about that, and it's like, well, you know, I'm not even going to charge you a hundred thousand. I'm going to charge you 10%. I mean, I'm going to charge you 10,000. And then that's going to be, that's going to open up the doors, open up the doors for people to actually understand a little bit more, especially when you talk about seeds and results. So when we think about it, place this seed here. I'm not saying that, you know, you could get you. I'm not saying that you can give to me and everything is going to be la di da and everything. No, there's going to be some work that you're going to have to do even after you make this investment. One of the biggest things that a per, a, one of the best things a person can do is actually plant the seed. And I'm not saying that all these different things, but I am saying that once you actually figure out and show them the value of what you have and the expected return, it becomes a lot more palatable to people to actually spend, you know, less than a tenth of that result with you. You know, I have a coach and I've coached other people. And so one of the things that I have learned throughout my journey is that you want to look at what is a great investment, especially when we're talking about businesses. Um, now, if you were trying to buy a, um, a a bunch of candy bars for me for like a hundred something dollars, like that's not really a great investment. It doesn't, yield back a really great return on your health and your wealth. All right. But if I'm telling, if I can show you exactly how we can make some moves inside of your business to be able to take it from where it is now to 10 X of that. And I on, you only have to pay me 1% of that. Super cool. Now that, that's some really good stuff that, that you shared. Uh, number one, look at the definition, watch the words you're using with people. Like you said, when you talk to them, talk about the fact it's an investment they make, but you're not price and cost. When people see price and cost, like I said, it, 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 it denotes a lack mentality. They say, oh, price, cost, I, it's taking money out of my pocket. But you mentioned, mm -hmm. like you said, investment means paying with expectation of profit to return. So you're expecting something in return. And especially when you're dealing with higher ticket items, like if you're selling something for 25 bucks, okay, people might pay it, you know, the... But when you're selling something for thousands of dollars, um, yeah, they have to understand the values you mentioned. If they invest in you, you got to plan to show them the value and expect the return. Now, uh, there's something I learned from a book called Spin Selling by Neil Rackham. He says, um, uh, selling high ticket items is very different from low ticket items. It's not just all about benefits and features. That's nice. But when you're selling stuff for thousands of dollars, people, are the, the prospect's doing a cost evaluation equation in their mind. They're saying, if I give you $10,000, will I get at least $10,000 in return? This may be a nice product, but if I give you $10,000, but I only get $5,000 in value, I'm not going to invest in you because I'm losing $5,000. But like what you're doing mm -hmm. is, okay, you invest whatever, say $20,000 with me, 
but you're going to get 60,000 return. You're going to get triple your investment. They say, wow, that's a great return because you're showing them the value what they can get if they invest in you. That's huge. And then they can say, okay, I'm going to make 40,000. Or you mentioned, you know, the 100,000, 10% of 1 million. So you're just, they, you're, they're still getting 900,000. They're getting a great return. They're saying, wow, I can make a lot of money. So that's something very important when you're doing market, especially with a ticket item. You have to show them the value. You have to show them that they're going to make money on this and I'm going to lose out on this because they need to see the value. You can't focus solely on features and benefits. You got to show them the value, everything that you're giving, all the service that you're giving them, the profits, the returns on it. And when they can see that, then they're going to buy from you. So that, that is some exactly. really great stuff. So as we're coming toward the end of our interview, are there any last minute uh uh, pieces of advice that you'd love to share with our audience? Yeah, actually, and something based off of what we were just talking about, too. Um, based off of the definition of investment, having that from an expe expectation of profit. I, I was talk talking with a friend of mine recently. I was telling him, make sure you're not discounting. And discounting, what happens then is if you discount, so based off of what we learned about investment price and cost, if you discount, and when you think about investment, investment is directly tied to the profit. If you discount the investment level, you're going to discount the results that people can get. And so one of the biggest things that I try to help people see is that you don't want to, it, it also does in reality, it takes money to actually be able to produce a really great result for other people. It, it, it does. It's just a natural, it's just a natural thing. Like, if I, I like Reese's, like I wouldn't expect to get a Reese's for free because I know it takes money to actually get the products and all that different stuff in there. And so when you think about your business, when you think about your high ticket offers, when you think about your about your services, make sure you're not discounting um, your services because in other people's eyes is also going to is also going to discount the actual results that people can actually get with you. And that was one of the biggest shifts that I had to make in, in my business, not always trying to go for the lowest price just to get people in the business, but also realizing like I have to charge what is actually worth. And the cool thing about charging what is worth is that it may not always be when you look at the value stacked up exactly how much it is. And like you were saying too, the payoff, the payoff is the biggest thing. Show people what they're going to get, not what, you know, you have. Show them what can they get with your service, with your, with your products, with your offers and all that stuff. And that's going to make the world of a difference. Now, some really good stuff there. Uh, I, I like that. Don't discount because you're doing don't dis, you know, discount the results people get. And also people just won't see the value in it. If they're saying, oh, this is cheap. You could think of it this way. A lot of people were never in public school. Public school is free. A lot sometimes they don't take it as seriously. They go to college and spending 20, 30, 40,000 a year. They're saying, wow, I got to pay for this. And they take college very seriously because they, they have skin in the game. So if mm -hmm. they're investing, they have skin in the game, they take things more seriously. Sometimes, um, if, you know, if you give everything for them very cheap or for free, um, they won't take it as seriously. And I can tell you from products I bought over the years, like from my education as an entrepreneur, the stuff I paid more money for, I took it more seriously. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think that that's something that's uh, very important. And I remember something Grant Cardone talked about uh, years ago. He was doing an event. They said, you know, discount. He said he tried it. And he gave him a very cheap price. And he, he got a lot fewer people come to that event than when he mm -hmm. raised the price because people said, wow, it's it's it's, it's very inexpensive. So they, they, there's probably not a lot of value in the event. 
But when he raised the price for the next event, guess what? He got a lot more people going there. So, mm -hmm. and here's the other thing. Um, when you're, if you're able to charge more, but also the same time showing the payoff they can get from investing in you, that they'll be fine with that. And they, they see you, they see you valuing yourself because you discounted. They'll, they'll, you know, people can read between that. They're going to sense you don't think much mm -hmm. of yourself. One of my mentors, he's, he's a multiple seven figure earner. He told us, he says, when you when you get a new product, don't be afraid to charge. He says, when people come up to me, I'll, I'll tell them straight out. I says, I'm not cheap. You're going to have mm -hmm. to invest money with me. But you know what? I'm going to get you good results. I have all these testimonies of people that work for me. But I'm letting you know mm -hmm. up front, I'm not cheap. But I can show you these kind of results if you work me. So you're going to invest this amount of money, this amount of money you'll get four to five times the, the result with working me. So he's not afraid sure. to tell people, you got to pay money if you want to invest with me but I can help you. So he, he knows his mm -hmm. right. And that's what it comes out. You have to know your value. You have to believe in yourself. So I thought that final point was very good. Don't discount, don't discount yourself. So listen, Aman, I want to thank you for being on this show. It was, it has been a real pleasure having you on. You share a lot of great stuff uh, with your story, all the tips you share with people, all the stuff from scripture, everything was really enjoyable to listen to. So I, I just want to thank you for being on the show. And before we let you go, if you want to get in touch with what is the best way for them to contact you? Best way to contact me, you can reach me at my website, um, www.amidmgreen.com. Or if you want to reach me personally, you could do amidmgreen at amidmgreen.com. Email me. I'll be ready to take a listening ear and to be able to chat with you. So super excited to um, be here and be I'm honored to be a guest of yours. This has been awesome. I'm glad I've been able to give your audience some value. So super excited. And thank you for all that you're doing for helping other entrepreneurs uh, with the, these um, amazing interviews that you're being able to put together. All right, great. You're welcome. And thank you for your kind words. Appreciate it again. Uh, again, thanks for being on the show. Ahmad. Have yourself a wonderful day. Take care and God bless, my friend. God bless you. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.